0: Good morning. We welcome you to the services of the Boonville Church of Christ. If you're visiting with us, you're our honored guest. I know we have several that are joining us uh, over social media, and we welcome you as well. In Ezra, the seventh chapter, in verse 10, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and do it and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. Our theme for this year, as you may see on the board, is Seek and Do, and we are so glad that you're here to worship God this morning. Uh, In our worship service today, Brother Jordan Coates will be leading our singing. Brother JT Beard has the opening prayer. Brother Cole Sweeney has the scripture reading. Brother Ken Forrest has the lesson for the day. Brother Carter Sweeney will lead us in the Lord's Supper. And then Brother Todd Sweeney will have announcements and closing prayer. I do have a few uh, announcements this morning before we begin our worship service. Uh, The congregation has been given a donation of $100,000 by a person that requested to remain anonymous. Uh, This gift will be utilized in several ways. We're putting $25,000 into the scholarship fund. We're using $10,000 around debt retirement and the remaining $65,000 will be used for future needs. We are sorry to announce the death of Jared Guy, the oldest son of Stephen and Cindy Guy. He was 43 years old there was a private family service for him this week, but we need to keep the Guy family in our prayers. We have several that are sick. Uh, some are suffering with the virus Nada Bullock, Myra Mooney, Monica Center, Janice Taylor. I was just informed a few minutes ago that uh, Nada was taken by ambulance to the Boonville Hospital with complications with the COVID. Um, We also, uh, Barbara Gwynn had surgery this past week. Charlotte Moore is planning surgery this week. And brother Tommy Coker, who used to be one of our deacons here is in the Boonville hospital uh, suffering from pneumonia and not doing well at all. Would you bow with me and we'll begin with a prayer our loving heavenly father we are so thankful that we can assemble today to worship thee and we pray that our worship would be pleasing in your sight father we asked your special comfort to be with the guy family in the loss of jared we pray that you would comfort them and use us as instruments of comfort for them as well and father we pray for all of those that we have just talked about as being sick or or dealing with surgery. And we pray especially, Father, that your care would be with Sister Nada Bullock and with Brother Tommy Coker. And now, Father, as we enter into our worship to thee, we pray that all we do would be pleasing in your sight. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: Good morning. First song this morning will be To God be the glory.
2: To God be the glory, great things we done, so love we know.
1: Prayer this morning will be highest place. We <clears throat> <coughs> place
2: you.
3: Would you bow with me, please? Our Heavenly Father, we're so very thankful for the opportunity to be out this morning for the good health that most of us enjoy, and especially for the opportunity to gather together again as your children. We're mindful also, Father, of those that are less fortunate than we, those that are sick, those that are having difficulties in life, those that have lost loved ones, and we pray especially this morning for Charlotte Moore, for Janice Taylor, Tommy Coker, J.C. Parker, and Aiden Garza. They're having health problems, and we pray that you would be with them, be with the doctors nurses and hospitals and all the health care workers. Keep, keep them safe and give them the uh, knowledge and ability to treat these people as uh, they, they should be treated, that their diseases, their problems uh, should, could be taken care of. We are thankful, Father, for the leadership of this church. We pray, Father, that you would be with the elders, all those that teach and preach, and are our leaders in every way, that you would give them the knowledge and the wisdom that they would uh, be able to lead us and make decisions that would cause us to grow. We pray especially this morning for... Ken, as he preaches the gospel to us, we pray that you would give him good recollection of those things he's prepared to say and to say it in a way that would uh, infect all of our lives, that we would uh, be uh, affected in such a way that we would go out in the community and, and spread the gospel to those that we come in contact with, with our friends and our neighbors, that we would be super spreaders, Father, of the gospel. We realize that sometimes we don't uh, teach you and and model your uh, gospel as we should, and we pray that you would be with us, help us to do better in the future than we have in the past. We pray, Father, that uh, you would be with us uh, throughout the rest of the week, that we would... uh, Continue to be concerned about all those that are sick and do what we can to help them. We pray your forgiveness when we do things that are not right and leave off doing things that we know that we should do. Please forgive us these and help us to live better. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen.
1: The invitation song after the lesson this morning will be coming to me. Uh, song before the lesson, we will sing Magnificat. My soul magnifies
4: Chapter One, verses forty-six through fifty. And Mary said, "My soul doeth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for He hath regarded the low estate of His handmaid. For behold, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for He that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is His name, and His mercy is on them that fear Him from generation to generation."
5: morning to everyone it is so great to see you sitting there and it feels good for me to be up here and for our purpose of sharing the gospel talking about praising and lifting God up and it's just it's not the same when as someone has said we're involved with couch church I don't like that that much Uh, So, thank you for being here and for your attention to the things of God. And it has been a great challenge, but God's people are always up to the challenge that is presented to them. This, This has been an unusual week on several different levels. It certainly is an ongoing problem that we have with the virus. And it seems almost as though the second wave of it is worse than the first and people are getting very sick and our hospitals are full. You can look at those things and get discouraged. But when we come here and we lift God up, we're reminded that this is not really our home. This is a temporary place. Our eternal home is in heaven. That's what we desire and aspire to. And in light of that, it ought to stir our hearts that regardless of what we face, we should still have a positive and hopeful disposition. Because anything that we could possibly lose in this life is only that which we had gained in this life. What we're looking to are eternal treasures that we can have someday. So I hope you're building those. Also, this week's been disconcerting because of the troubles that we've had societally. Uh, The events that took place in Washington upsets everybody. But again, I'm reminded that these kinds of things are temporary, certainly for the child of God because we're gonna live in this life under whatever kind of rule. I'm certain that there are folks tuning in today from other nations that perhaps have a more difficult situation in trying to serve God than we will ever have. But that aside, this nation's looked to as, you know, the great leader of democracy. And so when, when uncertain times hit this nation, people, they begin to panic a little bit That might be true for them, those who are world-centered, but again, as the song says, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. So we look to greater things. Our king who's on his throne, he's always going to be there. I can put my trust in him, and I look forward to a day when all this sorrow and pain and dying are going to be passed, and we can be together forever and ever under the absolute rule of God our Father. In the meantime, here we are, gathered in this facility with a mind toward heaven, worshiping our Lord in spirit and in truth. I hope you've been able to do that, set aside worries and concerns, just to focus yourself on what really and truly matters. I find that this song that we're going to consider this morning, only the introductory section to the song, but a song nonetheless of Mary, it's her response to the incredible events that had just unfolded and of her anticipation of the child that's going to be born into her care. It seems to me that what Mary has to say in this song really ought to be something that you and I can take for ourselves, that we can sing the exact same song, and I want to show you how. But before we start that, let's, let's pray to God that He will direct our minds and hearts today and make us open to His Word. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we give you thanks for this time of assembly. We thank you, Father, that you walk with us every step of the way, and we are determined as your children to lean on you when the difficulties arise and troublesome times. We pray, Lord, that you will invigorate us, give us courage to meet the challenge of our days. And not just that, help us like Mary did to exalt you in the midst of these things. To not be ashamed, but to, in the process of our leaning on you, to tell others about the joy that we have. Knowing that you're there to lift us up and give us strength to give us what we need to pass through this life successfully so that we can be with you forever and ever. I pray that you'll help all of us as we are considering this passage together that it'll fall on our hearts and and find its residence there. I pray, Lord, you'll help me to communicate what I've put together with my thoughts and be able to convey them in such a way that I'm representing your thoughts. I pray that It will truly affect us in a positive and good way. Help help Mary's song to be our song today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, of all the women of the Bible, Mary would be the most famous. That would be true probably for Bible readers like us. But that's also true for people probably never even picked up a Bible. Everybody knows about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And some of the more famous, I would say more palatable stories that you find in the Scriptures, where she just seems like an innocent, caught up in circumstances that were in large part beyond her control. But what happens... A lot of times when we're familiar with somebody, especially if we don't really personally know them, but we're reading about them and we just take a liking to them or or somehow we have developed this affection for them just on the basis of what we learn about them or know about them is sometimes we take that person and we just start to exaggerate things about them. Aside from Jesus, possibly, I don't know of anybody whose attributes and life, purpose, has been more exaggerated than that of Mary. Now, I don't want to talk necessarily about those exaggerations. Today, what I want us to truly realize is that Mary for all of her interaction with angels and prophecies, all of her interaction with Jesus and His disciples and all the things that she saw, aside from all of that, that Mary is not much different from the rest of us. You say, now, wait a minute, Ken. She's quite a bit different. I mean, look at the extraordinary circumstances of her life and how she reacted in them. Hey, peace, I I got you on that. But what I'm saying is she was a person like us who was thrown into some extraordinary circumstances. Now, you are a person who probably is thrown into some extraordinary circumstances. You came into this world and you have your own unique history. Where you find yourself now is so unique that probably no one who has ever lived has faced the exact same things that you have faced. And so I'm I'm just going to make a stretch here at least in my thinking, and suppose that you, you are that extraordinary person because of the circumstances that you face. Oh, you may be ordinary like Mary was, but when you're thrown into those, we ought to act a certain way. That's why I think that Mary's song actually can be our song. Because what she says in her attitude toward the extraordinary events that she faced is also something that you and I can say. Her song can become our song. Well, let's think for a few minutes first about Mary's song. It's interesting that for her, knowing all that she knew about what God had revealed was going to happen in her life, that still as she backed up from it, she said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. No matter what extraordinary, amazing things I've been told are going to happen, I'm just going to back up right here and I'm going to make a declaration. My soul is going to magnify. Now, that word magnify is an interesting word because it literally means to make something conspicuous, to celebrate it. In other words, what's happening to me, I'm not keeping in the closet or in the dark here. Listen, as it happens, I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to cheer over it. I'm going to celebrate what is about to happen to me. And I'm going to rejoice in my spirit as regards my God my Savior. The one who is carrying me through this, who's going to save me in the face of it. What I find is that it's pretty amazing that Mary could say those things Given two different perspectives on her that are revealed in the scriptures. One of those perspectives is one that is very outward and it's public. Matthew actually describes that one for us in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 21. The scripture says that Mary was found. With child that's an interesting way to put it isn't it it's not like she was hoping to be with child anticipating that there was going to be a baby she's going along one day and it's announced to her she's pregnant and it's whoa she has been found with child that's shocking Joseph, in response to that, being the, and you got to love Joseph, being the good man that he was, and I have no doubt that Joseph loved Mary, even in the early stages of their relationship, that he loved her so much that when she was found with child, he was minded to put her away, but to do it secretly. See, he could have made a big stink about the whole thing. What's revealed in our text is that as these two circumstances are unfolding, and you can imagine how nervous a situation this must have been for both of them, that an angel intercedes, a messenger from God. He says to Joseph not to be afraid to take Mary, his wife, because she is of child by means of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to have a son, and you're going to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Oh, amazing circumstances, public, outward, difficult to handle. The other perspective that I want to share with you is the opposite of that it was inward and it was private. The inner thoughts the expressions of feeling within Mary and what she faced that's actually described in the book of Luke at chapter 1 now these verses are scattered a little bit you have them in verses 28 and 29 and then verse 38 and then verse 47 and here's what happens as this story is unfolding so Gideon, uh, the angel, uh, comes to her and he's like, you know what you are? You are highly favored. You are blessed among women. Gabriel in response to the uncertainty that she was already feeling is now saying, "Well, wait a minute. Here's what's happening to you. You 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 are being exalted." Her response to that is that she is troubled. Not that not that she's afraid of what is about to happen, but she's just like how how is it how is it that I'm highly favored? Who am I? How is it that I'm blessed? among women. I, I, I'm, I'm nobody, right? I, I, I don't even see how this is possible, let alone why you would choose me. But the exaltation now has come, and, and the troubling sense that is within her, to the extent as she is dealing with this, finally she comes to a resolve. And she says, let it be to me as you have described, as you have commanded it to be. I give in. I want to be the servant. Ultimately, according to the song that we have, that resulted in those two things that we mentioned, the celebration, uh, the extent of confirmation. Her soul magnifies the Lord, no more uncertainty. Her spirit rejoices in God my Savior. I know that you're going to work this out. I don't know how that's going to be, but I know it's going to be. Another thing that we see, it says that God, He, has regarded my lowly state. Again, who am I? I'm I'm not special, but you've taken note of me. There's an interesting story that unfolds in John chapter 2. This actually is the first miracle that Jesus does that manifests his glory. The story is actually in verses 1 through 11. We're going to look at verses 3, 4, and 5, and then also verse 11 for a moment. But to me, okay, it, it demonstrates the fact that, that while she was this lowly person, a common a common person, that she, perhaps like you and I, had an influence with, with God himself. So they're here at this wedding feast, right? And everything's going great. And and I don't know uh, the associations. Maybe it was a family friend or some connection like that with the family. And Mary is there. Mary uh, kind of has some responsibility, It see, it seems. And eventually, There is an emergency. There's no more wine. So Mary, taking charge of this situation, tells Jesus, there's no more wine. We need wine. Jesus responds, wait a minute. What concern... Is it of mine? My hour has not yet come. Why should I be concerned with what you're concerned with? I I don't have any interest in this at all. Now, Mary, mother, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you. I've had this happen to me lots. I think it's important. I want to tell you something. You've asked me to do it, either I'm obligated, I've got something else to do, I've got other pots on the fire, I've got this I've got to give attention to. So, understand I can't do this. Jesus has responded. Your concern is not my concern. Mary does not then turn and say with argumentation, well, here's why you need to do this, you know, one, two, three, four, not that she turns to the servants and she says whatever he tells you to do do it wait what is she assuming (laughs) she's assuming he's going to do it you're my son listen i'll have to hear that just take care of it actually verse 11 indicates that when jesus did take care of that that his glory his glory was manifested through that act now i love that don't you mary who is mary you say well mary was 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 essentially nobody she she was just someone god chose she was not just some pawn god used her to his glory here's an example of that jesus take care of this no i can't i've got bigger things to do but what happened he listens to her he carries through in his action what mary exclaims is you know what god has god has looked down On my lowly state he really actually does care about me there isn't anything too big that is his concern that he won't stop and take care of my concern Mary also says all generations will call me blessed again in the book of John chapter 19 this time we're looking at verses 25, 26, 27. This is at the cross. Jesus is hanging on that cross, you know, because of the sins of men, not just of His time. Let's make that personal. He, he is on that cross for you and me. Does He have something important to do? Yes. Yes. And he's been focusing on that. And he's made several exclamations that demonstrated his care and his concern for lost people. But here in the midst of all of this, and, and imagine now, a lot of times when I, when I read these statements of Jesus, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of shut everything out. And I almost have in my mind, it's just a very solemn moment, you know. And he makes these statements from the cross and it's just, it's very touching. But imagine there's a crowd and it is loud and people are hur- hurling up all manner of abuse verbally to our lord probably throwing things at him he has he has seen the the terrible lack of respect for himself as a human being as those soldiers have been gambling Casting lots for his clothes. I mean, this is a riotous environment. But in the midst of that riotous environment, Jesus sees out in the crowd his mother, along with several other women. So Jesus, in the noise and the clamor of crucifixion, calls out to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Now, he's not referring to himself. Jesus is, in the midst of all of this, with a, with a concern for us and a concern for the fulfillment of Scripture to the crossing of the T's and the dotting of the I's to be sure that everything is fulfilled. In the midst of all of that and all of this noise and abuse, Jesus' attention is drawn to his mother. But not pointing to himself, pointing to the disciple that he loves. And to him, he says, behold, your mother. Jesus, in the midst of all of that, also recognizes his own responsibility as firstborn. I have to take care of my mother as I'm taking care of all humanity. Is that not humbling? And as all of these disciples have forsaken him, and now John can dismiss with Jesus' mother, Jesus dies for us. It, It is, to me, very moving that she could say that all generations would call me blessed. Jesus gave singular attention to the mother that he loved. And then finally, she says, well, the reason that all this is true is because he's done great things for me. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. She is the very epitome of one who fears God. God, I'm your servant. I'll do whatever you ask. And so even until the latter days of her life. Now, keep in mind, Mary is the disciple who had been with Jesus the most, right? She was his mother. She had been there at his birth. She had been there in every circumstance as the unfolding of his life, even to the point of his death and being carried off scene by John. But she isn't gone yet, because she would see the very thing that she had pondered all of her life the ultimate unfolding of the plan of God, using Jesus for the establishment of His church. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 14, prior to that you had the listing of the apostles that are left. They are there to pray and to supplicate. But this text says that also along with them were the women and Mary, the mother of Of Jesus and his brothers all through the course of his life from the time when he was famously regarded by multitudes of people even to the point where he was forsaken by all even the father himself Mary never left Mary remained even with this ragtag group of disciples that have once again assembled. Mary remained to see the blessings of God unfold, not just in her own life, but for all humanity. That's Mary's song. But I'm thinking... That those things that propelled Mary the things that she was so thankful for the the joy and the rejoicing the celebration that she experienced in light of what was coming are the very same things that you and I can sing about it just seems to me that Mary's song that ought to be our song can't you say with Mary well You know what my soul magnifies the Lord my spirit rejoices in God my Savior why would that be true well because no matter what is to come no matter what is to come no matter how I am affected in this life there is more to it than that in first Peter chapter 1 beginning verse 3 Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last day. We have a home in heaven. No matter what we're going to experience from here on out, that ought not take our focus off of our eternal goal. God says, through inspiration by the pen of Peter, don't worry about that, because it is an inheritance that cannot be defiled. It is unchanging. It's reserved right there in heaven for you. And when you get there, it's going to be waiting on you. I'll tell you what right along there with Mary my soul magnifies the Lord because of those things my spirit rejoices in God my Savior I also feel what Mary felt when she said that the Lord regarded her lowly state You ever have those days? Maybe that's what all your days are like. Low. A child of God ought to rejoice. But when we think about it in those quiet moments, I guess the reason we're rejoicing so much in our salvation is because we know where we came from. What God has forgiven us has cast away from his presence. But to think of God as having done those things for, let's make it personal again, for me. You know, why, why me? In Romans chapter 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You want to know what's special about you? Your faith in Jesus Christ. You're having, through obedience, laid hold of the grace of God that's been offered to you. I'm thankful, along with Mary, that God took note of me. And He took note of you, too. I'm thankful also for what she had to say about future things. All generations, she said, would call me blessed. Now, here's a little bit of a twist to the story. Mary blessed above all women. Yes, she was honored and glorified. But listen to something that Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and 28. You see, Jesus is in the midst of one of those crowds, and you know they're all calling out to to Him. Some of them are calling out to Him maybe because He had healed them before. And they're just so grateful. Or there's some others mixed in there that want Jesus' attention so that they also can be healed or get some favor from Jesus. Others are there because he's, He's able to feed the masses. I mean, let's just, you know, let's follow around Jesus because nothing but good things happen when we're in His presence. But out of all of this noise and activity again, a woman cries out to Jesus blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you in other words jesus oh i just i think so much of you but boy your mother bless the mother because if it hadn't been for you you wouldn't have been if it hadn't been for her you wouldn't have been born oh we just love mary bless her bless her jesus said more than this blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. Mary's anticipation was, God's blessing me. And oh, I'm just, I'm thankful for the blessings that all generations will hear. But listen, the twist in this was that all generations could be blessed the same way if they would put their faith, their trust in the Word of God and keep it. Or as our theme is for this year, right? To seek after it. And, and to do it. And then finally, as a part of this section of the song, Mary says, you know, here's, here's what really really brings the joy to my heart. And that is that he has done great things for me. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He's done great things for me. And His mercy is on me. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't know of any sentiment that's greater than that one right there. There's no limit to what God has done for us. And there is no limit to the mercy that He offers us, even in our reluctance to do the right thing. In Romans chapter 8, it says that there is therefore now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus, who no longer walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That isn't something that you did or I did. That's something Jesus did. I, along with Mary sing a song, don't you? I hope we all can sing Mary's song and make it our own song. Mary sang this song for everybody who would come to Jesus in faith and obedience to the gospel. Mary sang this song to those who would give Jesus the gift of themselves. Are you singing her song? Have you made it your own? If you're a child of God, I hope on the inside you're just coming with a resounding yes. But if fear or even sin has somehow taken that joy and that prospect away from you, then hope Mary will remind you of what's really important. If you need to repent of that, today's, today's the day to do it. As we are now, as yet, residing in a merciful period. Maybe you're not a child of God, but you want to obey the gospel. You want to enjoy the blessings that are there, the protection that He affords for eternity. Then today, if you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God... You're ready to confess that faith, to turn away from sin and repentance. You can be buried in water, have your sins washed away by the blood of Jesus in baptism. Rise up out of that water in newness of life. Then you can enjoy the blessings of God, and you can sing your own song. If there's anybody who needs to respond today for any reason. Now's your opportunity to do so. Why don't you come forward if you need to, while we stand and sing together.
2: Hear the blessed Savior calling me a
4: we take the Lord's Supper. Is there anybody that doesn't have their communion emblem? Raise your hand and won't be brought to you. Would you bow with me? Lord, we want to thank you for this bread we have before us that represents Christ's body that he gave on that cruel death on the cross for um, sinners like us, and I ask that we may partake of this in a manner pleasing unto the Christ's name. I pray, Amen. you bow with me? Lord, we also um, take this juice here to remember Christ's blood that he also gave on that cross. He shed for the remission of our sins. Just ask that we also may take of this in what manner pleasing unto you. Christ's name, amen. We are also commanded to give back on the first day of week. A portion of what is desires of uh, ours. You have ways that you can do that, but would you go with me in prayers? We pray about that. Dear Lord, we just um, thank you for the many blessings that you have given us while we we're here on this earth. We thank you for the opportunities you've given us to earn a living, be able to support ourselves and the things that we need. And let's just ask that We give cheerfully as we give back to you. We know that none of uh, the possessions that we have would be possible without you. And just help us to always keep that mindset as we give back what is yours. Christ's name pray. Amen.
1: Real quick before Brother Todd gets up here. Uh, Aaron Foster wanted me to give you all this announcement. So I'm, I'm going to be reading this in the first person, but pretend I'm Aaron saying these things. I wanted to take a moment to update everyone on Lads to Leaders activities and the upcoming convention in Little Rock. I'm excited to tell you there are currently around 650 people signed up for the Little Rock convention. As you can imagine, numbers are low, but Lads is continuing to move forward by making plans to have a safe social distance convention for everyone who is able to attend. Therefore the elders have decided to attend and support the convention if it is not canceled and we have young people who want to attend. Currently we have 14 young people signed up along with 27 adults. If you are planning to attend the convention please turn in your application to Miss Jimmy as soon as possible. Now that we can meet in person again we will be planning to pick up activities for our young people very soon but we need to know what event needs to be supported. Thanks for your understanding and support of this program. Your brother in Christ, Aaron Foster.
6: Good morning. For those of you that are as old as I am or older than I am, you know exactly what Brother Thornton would have said when he got up here this morning. Aren't you glad you were here today? It's great to be back. Brother Ken Dunn fine job this morning we appreciate those words. I do not have a lot of announcements this morning Uh, we had 116 this morning I'm not sure what we had at the 830 service I didn't get that number but just to reemphasize what Jordan uh, had had told us about this morning I was asked to uh, let everyone know if you are planning on going to CYC or lads to leaders you your children grandchildren we need to know I think there's some information in the foyer that you can fill out in there. If, if you haven't done so, please do that. They're trying to get an accurate number as they can. Uh, also be mindful of those uh, mentioned in your bulletin. Brother Jim related to that this morning. We had several of those, so be sure you keep those uh, in, in your prayers. Uh, I do have two cards to read this morning. It says, I'm so blessed to be a part of such an amazing church family. Your text Calls, cards, and prayers during my recent sickness will always be remembered. You made my lonely days at home a lot brighter. Your love for the Lord spoke volumes to me and my family. Each of you are very special to me, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Love always, Melody Woodruff. With sincere thanks and appreciation... I would like to thank all of you for all the cards, calls, and visits I received from all of you. It is good to know that we have a wonderful church family. In Christian love, Jerry Legan. That's all the announcements I have. I will dismiss us in prayer. Then we will, I assume, dismiss in our our routine we were doing our last time we were assembled. So if you'll bow with me, please. What's gracious, Heavenly Father, it's so great to be back in your house of worship, to study your word, to sing songs of praise unto you. Father, we ask you to continue to be with the leaders of this church, that they may continue to lead us in a manner that will be pleasing unto thee. Father, we're so thankful for Brother Ken and the blessings of him being sent our way and added to the numbers here at our church. Father, we ask you to be with those in need, those that have lost loved ones, those that are going through sickness, that you comfort them as only you can. Father, we ask that you go with each and every one of us this upcoming week, that we may all live and work and play in a manner that pleasing unto thee. Father, help us to reach those that we can and bring them to your word. But most of all, Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross, that we might have forgiveness of our sins and opportunity to home in heaven with thee one day. It's through his precious name we pray. Amen.